BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Sif Heider, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. So let's get right into it. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Dream Bigger podcast. So if you are curious about what it's like to be a fashion entrepreneur and influencer, this is the episode for you. I am chatting with my good friend, Belen, who is an amazing influencer. I mean, this girl's home, her style, everything is just impeccable. And to top it off, she also has a clothing line called Style with Belen. And let me tell you, I own a few of her pieces, my favorite being the Rachel top. And my God, it gets better with every wash. I've never seen anything like it. So I am really excited about this interview because, you know, she's a good friend. There's like a lot of real talk here when it comes to everything from building a business, what it's specifically like to build a fashion brand. On top of that, productivity hacks, tips for managing anxiety. We kind of go go all over the place. So I hope that this episode brings you a lot of value. I know that it was such a fun conversation for me. So I think you guys will love it. Before we dive in, you know the drill, this week's hot tip. So if you tuned into last week's episode with Dr. Mindy Pels, which was all about fasting as a woman, um, you know, while taking into consideration our hormones, then let me tell you, I picked up her book and I have, I cannot even tell you, like gobbled it up in the last three days. I'm not joking, you guys. I got this book three days ago and I am almost done. I have been listening to it on Audible like an actual mad woman. And if you liked last week's episode and want to go more in depth, this is the book for you. It it is like your guide to fasting. Incredible. So highly recommend this book to anyone who is even mildly interested in fasting or intermittent fasting, because, you know, I said this on my stories. I am tired of people just taking a health quote unquote trend 
at face value instead of really doing their own research and understanding how the mechanism of that said trend works. So this book goes really deep into that, as does my interview with Dr. Mindy. So, you know, if you're interested in fasting, please, please pick this book up. Okay. So this week's review comes to us from Andy B and, or sorry, Addie B. And they say, great podcast. I love this podcast. I've gotten so many ideas and tips from it. Thank you. As always, you know, I always appreciate your reviews, no matter how short or long. I, I just can't thank you guys enough. If you feel like the show's brought you value, the best way you can support it is by leaving a rating and a review. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcast app. You may already have it open. Scroll down to the bottom where it says rate and review the show. If you feel like I've deserved it, then please leave me a five-star rating. And in the review section, tell me anything, okay? Tell me what you're liking, what you want to see more of, dream guests, literally any information you can give me is just so useful for me because I'm always out here trying to better myself as a host. And the best way for me to do that is to hear directly from you guys. And of course, it signals to Apple that you guys are liking the podcast, which always helps get it out to more people. So, you know, any support there, I am so appreciative of. Okay, with that, let's welcome Belen to the Dream Bigger podcast. So. You're a successful content creator. You own a clothing brand. How'd you start? Tell us everything. I want your whole life story. <laughs> how far back do you want me to go? Well, not not like I I'm was all, born. In 1995. <laughs> like, how'd you start your career? I was a stylist mm-hmm. for many, many years. I went to school for fashion marketing and I always loved fashion. So I did, you know, like I worked at Lucky Brand Anyone oh knows my God. what Lucky yes, Brand is? Yes, I know. Is? They used to have like a store at my local mall when I was in middle school. It was very exciting. They had great denim. Yeah. I don't actually don't even know if Lucky Brand is still around. I should yeah, actually, do they exist? I don't know, actually. I mean, they're not at the mall anymore. <sighs> so I, I always worked in retail. And then I kind of had jobs with everything, honestly. Like I was in mortgage. I worked in like restaurants and events. Like I was always kind of trying to figure out what like I was going to excel in. But like I always knew fashion ultimately was. Mm-hmm the field I wanted to be in, I always loved creating outfits. Like I was that friend that like in high school and college, like, you know, you have that one friend and you're like, I want to like go in your closet and like mm-hmm. want you to dress me. Mm-hmm. And then when I met my husband, obviously at the time, my boyfriend, he was a film producer and he asked me to do like the styling for the film. And I was like the costume design. And I was like, I can I curse on here? Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah you can. I was like, I have like no fucking idea how to like, like, I know how to do clothes, but, mm-hmm. like, this is, like, a movie. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I did the movie. It I, it did well. I was working underneath someone. And then I kind of got my foot in the door as a stylist. And I was working on movie sets, music videos, red carpets, photo shoots, everything under the sun. And it was all great. A lot of schlepping. I think a lot of people think it's super glamorous, and it's definitely not. People think that, like, any time – I mean, even with entrepreneurship, people are like, oh, your life looks amazing. I'm like, does it? (laughs) Does it? Let me tell you something. (laughs) The ulcer in my stomach will tell you otherwise. (laughs) No, like, it's very – and obviously, living in Los Angeles, you're driving everywhere, and a lot of the jobs don't pay, like – which is really like honestly, like, enraging when I look back because, like, they were for sure taking advantage of me. I was, like, 24 years old, and they were like – I mean, internships – at magazines, PR. I didn't yeah. I didn't know what money was yeah. until like I was 23. Yeah. 
I mean, I didn't even know. And even that, too, I remember Nish, he was I mean, he graduated with an engineering degree and he was working in tech right away out of college. And he was making so much money. And I'm out there with my like measly twenty four thousand dollars. Negative zero. It was so pathetic. Like, no, it's you get taken advantage of for sure. For sure. For sure. So I did a lot of styling and then I had transitioned into personal shopping, which I really, really enjoyed. Dating agency had reached out to me mm-hmm. and I was working with like very successful men mm-hmm. and shopping for them, styling them. So that was super great. Wait, what do you mean a dating agency? So it was like, what was that one woman? What was her name? And she was like, fuck, what was the name of her? There was this show that was really popular like 10 years ago and it was she was like a matchmaking guru. Oh, oh, I, I okay. I know what you're so talking about. It was like basically yeah, yeah. like a matchmaker company, uh-huh. but very un, like under the radar. And all of their clients were very successful businessmen, doctors, whatever. So they wanted to bring in-house a nutritionist, like a hairdresser. So like these men would hire this company mm-hmm. to like a makeover. Yeah. So I was really burnt out with styling and just like, and just like, I mean, working with celebrities, just it got old. Mm-hmm. So I ended up going with this agency and worked with really amazing men. And cause you know, it's so much more than clothing. As you know, like you can be wearing like somebody can give you a jacket and you feel like a million dollars. And, and it's with the same thing with the haircut and all of that. So I did that for a really long time and like literally saw some of these men go from bachelors to having a girlfriend, to a wife, to children, like very, very amazing, very rewarding. And in 2017, my husband, he's a content creator and in the space and especially at the time. And he was like, do you want to design a capsule collection for me? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. What am I? He did not say capsule. He doesn't even know what that word means. He said, do you want to design clothing for me? Like, What the fuck am I saying? So I was like, I don't know anything about designing like Uh I don't know how to sketch I love clothing but he was like you can do it Uh so basically I like went full throttle and I like put myself out there and an old old friend of my sister's reached out to me and she was like I have a manufacturing company and I was like let's fucking go so I got samples made I like totally hit the ground running this was December 2017 I launched the men's line February 2018 Mm -hmm. it was a small eight-piece capsule collection and it sold out in like 10 hours. And I was like, obviously, like my I was like, I'm not going to make one sale because, you know, you know how it is. I mean, you have a brand like, by the way, every time I have a launch, I'm like, not one. This is going to tank. It's every time. the worst ever. A great attitude to have towards like anything <laughs> that's launching, like immediately negative. So that's how I started clothing and started like really kind of getting into the feel of designing. And I, I really focused on men for about a year and a half. And then summer of 2019, 2018, excuse me, I launched Belen, which is my Mm -hmm. clothing brand. And I did women's. Why did you decide to make the switch from men's to women's? Great question. I I was very anti, Uh very, very anti wanting to do women's. I felt like the industry was very saturated. Uh And it was like another clothing brand, you know, but I found in my personal wardrobe after being a stylist for so many years, obviously, like, I have a pretty good wardrobe. Mm-hmm. And I would have a top from Forever 21 all the way to Isabel Morant. And they sucked mm-hmm. equally in their own ways. So I felt if I'm lacking so- the white T-shirt in my closet, other women are. Mm-hmm. And you know how it is. Like, you have a closet and you're like, I have nothing to wear. And yep. what do you want? A white T-shirt. Yeah. A white tank top. A basic, a basic item. 
So I was like, okay, I'm going to roll the dice again. And I am really fortunate that I have a really incredible support system of girlfriends who are also in the influencing space. So I was like really leaning in on on their support to help with the the launch and yeah. just everything. So I launched in June 2018 and very small collection too. It was like eight pieces, mm-hmm. all produced, manufactured, designed in Los Angeles. And it was like the perfect white t-shirt, mm-hmm. perfect white tank top and a sweatsuit and just like very core. And it did very well. And I have completely dived into women solely now. Like I'll do a little men's here and there, but like I was just like, and what's funny about this is I actually enjoy designing more for men. Really? Yes. Why? Men are just easier. Huh. Like, and when I did the collection for my husband, it was, I, I designed for him. That was the inspiration. So it was very, like, very street style, very European, mm-hmm. joggers, like a good white t-shirt. And it's just easier where I feel like we're more difficult. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I... I don't know. It's just easier for me to design the men. I love doing the women's, but I really enjoy doing men's. Like even like styling men's. I mean, I worked with men the the whole time. I feel like styling men, it's like you're working with a lot less, you know? So maybe you have to be a little bit more creative. And they don't complain. They're not like my hips, my this, my that. And by the way, I do (laughs) do that, obviously. But it's just easier. Like I always pack for my husband. It's it's just in my DNA. I have to. Like I packed for him. He's flying out here this week. And I was like five seconds exactly knew what I was going to pack from. And then I'm like looking at my clothes and I'm like, fuck. Like, it's just so much easier. Yeah, it really is. Like I was telling you, I'm leaving for New York tomorrow and literally I spent Sunday putting together, like you should see, I am so, I'm actually psychotic. Like I have- No, that's how you should pack pictures. actually. Because you're so much like, more it's like efficient. a whole thing. Yeah. Nish just like throws everything into well, his parents. He, like, he, he packs for himself. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I can do it, Belen. Like, you are a kind soul. <laughs> I, I, I used to like. He used to travel, and I used to like write out his outfits on posters and take photos. I was like, insane. Oh my god! But I enjoy it. Like, yeah. I love it. It's like, well, you creative. did that in your career. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Since early December, I think I've had like one glass of wine, and let me tell you, my mental clarity on the weekends has been out of control. Truly, there is no better feeling in the world than waking up in the morning clear-headed with all the energy in the world ready to conquer the day. But I get it. Drinking is a part of socialization, which is why I think we need options. Enter Monday's non-alcoholic craft spirits, including mezcal, gin, and whiskey, which provide the look, feel, and most importantly, taste of your favorite beverage. I feel like our social lives and personal or wellness goals can totally coexist. And with Monday's non-alcoholic craft spirits, we can have our favorite cocktails without a hangover the next day. Maybe you went a little too hard over the holidays, which you know what? I think everyone can relate to and are just wanting to cut down or maybe you're doing dry January or you're just wanting to explore being sober. Whatever your reason, I love that Monday's non-alcoholic spirits give you the taste of your favorite cocktail without the unwanted side effects. We all deserve to feel our best even after having a fun weekend with friends, right? Monday has a special offer for you guys. Visit drinkmonday.co slash dreambigger for 15% off your order. That's drinkmonday.co slash dreambigger for 15% off your order.
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture every Tuesday, okay? I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. So I want to talk about your line because I know that you said that you, of course, like leaned on your girlfriends to help you launch that line and get it in front of people. But I have to say, like, I think that the quality of product can't be dismissed here because you sent me your stuff and I washed for the first time the cropped Mm T-shirt that you sent me, the white cropped T-shirt. Rachel, it's the best top. It came out of the wash better and somehow it's better. So I'm like actually terrified of washing like t-shirts. Okay, this is like kind of gross. But you like try to hold it off, right? Because you know that once it goes into the wash, who knows? You don't know what's coming out. Yeah, you don't know. So like it could come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A towel. You don't, you know? like, or a whole. Yeah. I, I, I or know. like stretches so much that it's suddenly a dress. Yeah. But yeah, you're yeah. like the t-shirt was actually like came out mint quality. So I have to stop and like, you know, discuss the fact that you actually like nailed it on the head when it came to the quality. And Thank so you. when it came to starting the brand, right, what was step one to even identifying, okay, I'm going to do it better than anyone else? Such a, like another great question. I was just like, when I was in this debacle of like my Forever 21 t-shirt, mm-hmm. and it was, it was, I remember it was a navy v-neck Isabel Morant shirt. And I was like, what's the secret sauce here? Like to making it. And my number one thing until this day is quality mm-hmm. over quantity. Yeah, agreed. with everything, of course, like truly in life. But I was like, the fabrics have to be butter, and I I'm spoiled in that sense. Like I don't want anything rough on my body, and I wanted it to be that you could wash my t-shirt five thousand times, mm-hmm. and it still was prim, and that it would get better over time. Like I see sometimes like influencers that I gifted four years ago. A, Literally, a girl just posted this a couple of days ago in my white T-shirt. It's called the Cindy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is that the shirt from circa 2018? She was like, it's my favorite shirt. Somehow it's gotten better every time I've washed it. So it was just really important to me to pick quality fabrics 
and how the process is when there is being washed and not cutting corners there. I mean, it's fucking expensive producing in Los Angeles. Like my husband is constantly like, why are you producing in Los Angeles? I'm like, because the integrity is there. I will Mm -hmm. never not produce in Los Angeles. I'm also giving a lot of people business. Everyone who pretty much works on on Belen is is women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I know who's knitting my fabrics. Yeah. Like I know who who's doing all of these things. And I wanted the I wanted my my like all my pieces to be the top that you you know you have like that one t-shirt you always reach for I wanted Belen to be that for people that's me yeah I'm not even joking like I you saw I wore the black tank top when we were doing our team retreat and literally we were there for four days I think like I reached for this thing like three out of the four days like I brought other things but this tank top was so fucking comfortable it, that, and that's why and I it do fits it so well thank you like my boobs looked amazing I know that's why I sent it it's like a whole thing I know so and it's the same thing with the men's. I just wanted it to feel soft and like rich and yeah. delicious. But you're wearing a $55 t-shirt. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be wearing a $200 t-shirt. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I'm like not mass producing in, you know, overseas, mm-hmm. which listen to each its own. But I it was really important to me that the quality was exceptional. So I appreciate you saying that because. So when someone is starting a fashion brand, OK, what do you recommend in terms like what tips can you give them in terms of like what should and should they not do? Like in terms of like, say it's quality, like what should they look out for? What are the red flags? I think the first like, like my first of advice is even if they're contemplating it, just do it Uh-huh. because regret is is so much worse than fear. Agreed. And I would figure out like what is exactly your goal with it. Do you want to make something that's cheap or do you want to make something that's long lasting? If it's long lasting, you need to know that it's not worth going that the the route where you're going to skip corners mm-hmm. and asking questions and really reaching out to people that you can like ask and lean into. But for me, it was always about the quality versus the quantity. And if that meant spending a little bit more to get like organic fabrics or, you know, fabric that's knitted in Los Angeles, then I was going for that. And I know a lot of people can't do that, mm-hmm. but I was willing to make less instead of going like the cheap route, because I think a lot of people want to skip steps and I was not willing to skip steps in that. I mean, yeah, because there's so many Sheans or like these like very cheap these fast fashion yeah. and listen I get it you know I'm guilty of it. I order H&M and Zara and it, you know if, like you're going to like a theme party you're like I'm gonna go on Forever 21 and buy mm-hmm. it but I also didn't want to be part of the problem either because the fashion industry is a huge problem to the environment and I was like I if I can at least keep the score small you know and people ask me like where do you see the brand going doing this I I always want to stay I don't want to say small, obviously, but I always want to stay true to, to my values yeah, like and integrity the and the integrity of the brand. And, you know, I make basics that in my I believe are essential in your closet that are, you know, my whole thing is basics made to last. Mm-hmm. And also for the consumer to be like, I love this shirt so much. I want it in black. Yeah. Or you know what? I want a fresh one. And you don't you're not breaking the bank. Yep. You know, and it's been it's you know, been challenging, obviously, and I'm sure with you, with your business in these times with the the economy. And like, I'd love to raise my prices, but I also need to stay true to my true to the brand. Totally. You know? Yep. It makes a lot of sense. So when you first produced your line, did you order bulk quantities of everything or was it like small 
totally small. I went as minimum as humanly possible. I was like, can I do 50 units? Mm-hmm. And it, just, it depends because it also depends on the dyeing process, on the, the fabric that's available. But I did very small because I was very nervous. And even till today, like if I'm doing like maybe a fabric that I, I'm a little bit questionable on, yeah. I'll, I won't produce more than 100 units because I'm like... It's really smart that you did that and like that we're talking about this because I think that people like when they are starting their own brand like I mean we went through the same process right because when we were starting array like we couldn't order a hundred thousand units of there's things. no way like, I mean you don't even know what people are going to say and where do you store it yeah yeah and so I think like not being afraid to start but also having a good head on your shoulders to know that okay I'm going to negotiate the minimum yeah. order quantity and like see what's really sticking and then maybe you order larger quantities of the sticky things you know 100 percent slow and steady Totally. You know, and I think that goes for everything in life, you know, whether it's like you are going on a nutrition journey or you're trying to save slow and steady always. Like I also like the goal for me is not to sell out. Mm -hmm. And I think that I feel like that was a trend for Mm -hmm. a minute, like with brands, like like even like when Skims launched, it was like never available. That's fucking annoying as a consumer. Okay. Can we just talk about that for a second? Because like it is, listen, not having enough product, it's like I have to keep coming back and I I don't sometimes have the time to set an alarm on my phone to be like, I'm going to buy it the minute it drops. Listen, I'm busy. One of my best friends owns, she's the founder of a very big, successful brand. And the best advice she gave me, because, you know, and I'm sure this happens to you, you compare yourself to your peers. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, she sold out what's wrong with mine? You know what I mean? And she's like, you do not want to sell out. It does not look good. So it's in our company, we call it an operational issue. It's not a marketing strategy. Yeah. It's an operational. Like we, we fell short operationally if we sell out on something and like it happens, of course, but it's nothing to like, be like, ah, no, no, no. And and listen, (laughs) if it does, that's so dope yeah. and like it's an incredible feeling but that's never my goal with it mm-hmm. mine is like okay let's say i i'm you know trying a new style i will be more conservative conservative with the amounts and then be like it's doing well i'll increase the next round yeah because at the end of the day i don't want to be sitting on units totally and it's scary i'm a small business still and i you know i'm not zara you know i can't be like oh five thousand units here six thousand no, it's incremental increases Completely. all the way. Like we've we've done it the same way because yeah. it's it's really scary. And it's scary even, you know, if something is selling slower than you thought and you've poured all this money into inventory. 100%. It's really terrifying. It's very terrifying. And also, I don't know if this happens to you. It might be a little bit different with clothing, but I'll be like really confident with like a drop mm-hmm. and it like doesn't do as well as I think. And I'm like, I was cocky Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I went, I like chewed off too much. Well, it's really interesting because consumer feedback is often something different than what you think is going to happen, you know? And I think just like protecting yourself as much as you can and just knowing that that's the reality of things is the smart kind of astute thing to do. So 100% and this might be a little bit off topic, but I think it's relevant to what our discussion is because I get asked like, what are some tips? What is this? Start as small as humanly possible. Yeah. Fulfill orders yourself. Don't don't hire this person and that person. Like 
we were doing orders out of my office, oh, yes. out of my house, yeah. like house. not even my office, like one of the rooms in the guest house. And I was like pulling stuff. And like, we still very much like did that for a very long time. And it's like, I think it's so, and I'm sure you really, it's so much more rewarding. Cause I, you get to see it go step by step, you know, and you don't out take, the Shopify yeah. like orders and <laughs> oh my God. labels and like the handwritten notes, like, and I find that when you're a small business, people really appreciate that. And I really learned that in 2020. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. I think 2020 showed that to us all. Yeah. I mean, there was the, sh- the small business side of TikTok exploded. We Completely. went viral there because we were posting these like small business videos because we were doing everything out of our 600 square foot apartment. OK, insane. our inventory was there. We were hand packaging everything. First, it was Nish and I. And then we got someone else to help us with. Pa- it was it was insanity yeah. in our home, yeah. you know, but people really cared about that and they wanted to show support to small businesses. And I think that, you know, it was like a really nice kind of upside to 2024 small business owners. Yeah. I, and to compliment you, you guys do a very good job with your packaging. Like when I ordered it and like the little note, like the hammer, I was like weeping. I was like, this is such a great touch, but like, and I know you're only going to continue to grow and grow and grow, but I'm, I'm sure you're always going to stick to that. Oh yeah. Because that's, it's like, yeah, and you. it's like a core yes. part of our identity. You know, even now, I mean, I get DMs from people being like, oh, I, I love Array. Like, I, you know, bloat has helped me with this or I used calm before a big meet. I will always send a voice note back being like, thank you so much. Yeah. I'm so honored because it never stops being this. Your baby. Yeah. yeah. And you never stop being grateful for these people. You know what I mean? Especially when you start from the ground up where it was like, I remember even one order a day, we were like, oh my God, you know? hundred percent. It's, you can't lose that. I think when you get out of touch of that, that's, that that can be scary. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent agreed. So you talked about at the beginning when you launched, you relied or like, I mean, you had girlfriends who were influencers who kind of helped launch the brand yeah. and helped get the word yeah, out. Yeah. I want to, talk about the importance of relationships when you're starting a brand, especially from the marketing standpoint. How did you build those relationships? What tips do you have for someone who's kind of starting out thinking of a brand or maybe is like just started a new brand? This is a funny question. I just like one of the girlfriends that is one of my best friends now, I literally DM'd her like seven years ago. And at the time she was doing something different. And I just reached out and was like, hey, like would love to grab lunch. Like my first tip is don't be scared. Yeah. Reach out. Agreed. And I've really learned this by living in Austin. I'm like DMing anyone, like literally looking at geotags. But I introduced myself. And I think finding like-minded people yes. is the key. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what stages of life that person might be. Maybe they're 20. Maybe they're 40. Married, kids. But if you are like-minded, I think that is the, that's the most important quality for me. Yeah. to look for. And so I just kind of like, you know, you meet one friend and then you meet their friend. And then I'm really lucky. Like we're just like this group of girls and we also, it's like a no brainer that one of them has a launch. I post it, it's like an unwritten rule. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I know it's really difficult to meet people. Trust me because I'm, you know, I've struggled with that in Austin, but I think really just like putting yourself out there and just being like, Hey, Oh my God, I see that we have this and so like, these two things are similar or I just moved here. Like, let's go grab coffee. I mean, you and I, you got to be a little creepy. A hundred percent. But like be a little creepy. It's okay. I, we, I messaged you. Hell yeah, you did. But you <laughs> know what I mean? Like that. And I was like, and I feel like 
you know immediately when you vibe with someone. Totally. Totally. You know? And that is the great part of social media. You know, you can meet really cool people. I mean, some of my best friends I have met on Instagram. Absolutely. And we all have brands and we all support each other. And, you know, my the brand did very well because of my friends who came to the launch party I had at my house. Until this day, they still post. And mm-hmm. like, it's like, it's just a no brainer. Well, when we came out to L.A., right, it was the same thing where it was just, you know, whether it was entrepreneurs doing like other cool businesses or influencers that I'd kind of like seen from afar, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. it was, I reached out to all kinds 100%. of different people. And that's how I built my relationships. And so I think it's really important that people don't get scared to put themselves and, out there. And by the way, what's the worst that happens? They don't yeah. reply. Okay. What's the big Who deal? Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're an entrepreneur, you better get used to that. 100%. People and are going to say no or just not respond all the well, time. It can be a very isolating and lonely industry. If you're working for yourself and you have to motivate yourself. So again, really getting back to the like-mindedness is to me so important. But literally every, all of my friends that I've met through the influencer space was either DMing them mm-hmm. or maybe going to an event. But I was seeking out that because I, I'm i a creative and I wanted to be around different people who who are also creatives and believed in me. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know? it's such a valuable tip. And I mean, I think that... People are stronger because of their relationships. Otherwise, it's lonely, even just for you and your mental health, you know? Oh, oh my God. I mean, not to go on a tangent or off topic, but yeah, I mean, I moved to Austin last year and my tribe is here. My business is here and my relationships are here. And it's so hard. It's You know, I was telling you off camera, like it can get very lonely, you know, and I think Building a community and relationship, the older I get, I'm like, that is of utter importance. That's everything. It is everything in life. It really, really is. And I think also coming out of the pandemic, you know, like where you were, we were all isolated, you know, you make, it made me realize like, I have to have my girlfriends. It's very nourishing. Oh my God. It's like very nourishing. And otherwise, I, I don't know when I don't have human contact for, I mean, outside of my husband, if I'm just at home and I've not seen any friends for, you know, long chunks of time there, it feels like, ah, something's missing. Like I, you know, I feel, yeah, it's It's, it's not a nice feeling lonely. Like this past week and I had two friends visit and like, we all left like our cups have been filled, Mm -hmm. you know? And like your husband can't do can't fulfill every every box. Your partner cannot fulfill every single box. So I think, you know, anyone who's like, listening and younger, like really build those friendships and those relationships because it's all about community. I agree. And it keeps you, it keeps literally you young and it keeps you like mentally happy. Like, I think maybe we talked about this, but it was like the blue zone diet. We talk about this when we had coffee. Yeah. Like the uh, centennials, I think that's how you say it. Yeah. Centennials. Centennials. Yeah. People who live over a hundred. The number one thing is community. Yeah. Well, you you need people around you. And I love that you said that your husband can't check every box. It's actually a scientific phenomenon. Like, 100%. look how human beings were, right? We had we were tribal beings. Yeah. We had people around us outside of just our partner. And, you know, it causes quite a lot of issues within a relationship as well. If you're totally. expecting your partner to fulfill you in every single way. I mean, it's it's not realistic. And it's, so those relationships are incredibly important. It is so unrealistic. OK, pivoting here a little bit. I want to talk about anxiety <laughs> and my favorite topic, how you manage it as 
a high achiever, you know, because you have a lot going on. You're content creator, fucking designer, now you have a podcast. Like, what the hell are you not doing? How do you manage anxiety? Like, any tangible tips you can give us? Yes. I have suffered from anxiety since a very small, since honestly, I was a baby. Mm -hmm. I've always, always had it. As I've gotten older, I have learned to manage it better. I started therapy for the first time in my life in my like late 30s last year. And that's been very helpful for my anxiety. Journaling every morning, the brain dump. I like I know you're so big on that too. I think is it's free. And you can just write, like whether it's for 15 minutes. We were just talking about this, but I'm like, what is triggering me? Mm -hmm. What? And for me, it's all in my gut. It's like I shut down here. Some people, it's they get headaches or their back. For me, it's my gut. And so I have been much better about brain dumping. And I like embarked this month on on doing Joe Dispenza meditations every day, non-negotiable. Like his meditations are really fucking long. Okay. They're like 20, 25 minutes. But they're so good. They're incredible. They're but so like good. the chatter mm-hmm. in my head and like the fidgeting. I'm getting better though. But my tips is to journal to really meditate, go outside and walk and talk to someone that you can like, that you feel safe. Yeah. And I think the biggest tip I want to give is to, and I need to take this myself, is to not judge yourself and be so hard on yourself. Because I think this has happened to me where I feel guilt that I have anxiety. And then it leads to more anxiety. Correct. And it's, it's just this vicious cycle. And, you know, I think that if you can just Get outside, I think, is so important too. like being in the sun because sometimes you want to be in the dark, literally, and like put on sad music. And by the way, listen, I do that, too, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I'm driving. I put on my email list and I just cry it out. And I think that's therapeutic. Yes, I think crying is important. Yeah. I mean, I did that today. I cry almost every day. I I have issues with crying. I'm not a good crier. Oh, really? Oh, Oh, I literally cry like good for you. It's actually release yeah I struggle with that and like today it was like necessary so I was like okay I'm just gonna let it out yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. sometimes it's necessary and yeah. don't suppress it yeah you can't suppress it yeah. but I think it's when you get into the cycle of like okay like no, I'm not gonna do anything and I, I was thinking about that today that like okay when we're anxious it's so tempting to not want to do anything not go outside you just Completely. you know and and you want to do that for until kingdom come. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's about like pulling yourself out at some point being like, okay, I'm going to try to do those things that I know scientifically are meant to help me feel yes. better. And a lot of them are free. Mm-hmm. Like the brain dump and walking outside, maybe listen to a feel good podcast. Totally. And kind of see what what's triggering your anxiety. Social media plays a huge role in a lot of people's anxiety and mental health. Mm-hmm. So hit that unfollow, mute. Don't go on there because I think it can, it definitely is triggering but kind of getting to the root of the issue of like what is bothering me. Maybe you feel lost in your career or you're you're unhappy in your marriage or you like are debating a big move. Listen, we all have issues. And I, you know, I'm the first one to admit like like we're all fucked up in our own ways. 100%. And I think feeling less alone in that, like knowing you're not alone. And I think it can feel very, very lonely. And I'm sure you've been there. I've been there. And that's when I I lean on a friend, you know, and be like, hey, I'm I'm really anxious. I think when you talk it out, it does. I mean, you know, you 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 dump and you're like, oh, okay. 
not that big of a deal. Yeah. You know? I, I literally called a friend today and yeah. it, it really does help. I mean, it just helps to get your thoughts out there and, you know, have someone just sometimes listen. There is not even any actionable tips sometimes. It's just and sometimes you don't want. Sometimes yeah. you're like, can you just just be listen to me silent on the other end? Yeah, totally. It It really does help. I love all of those tips and especially the meditation because I read, I forget which book, but it was when we are anxious or in fear, mm-hmm. we tend to suppress breath. Completely, and, completely. you know, completely. you have to breathe into the fear just yeah. as you'd breathe into like the joy. And I mean, scientifically, like getting less esoteric. I mean, breathing is really, really good. And for we it. forget Helps to do it. Yeah. And it's the first thing that goes. It's the first thing I noticed about myself that, oh, my gosh, my breathing is actually quite shallow. And yeah. going into meditation, especially Joe Dispenza, because he's like, pull your energy. And, you're like, and I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I'm going to faint. Yeah. And, and his like, voice is all trance. And yeah. you're like, what is happening? Yeah. That's what I'm like. OK, I'm pulling it into the as, as a straw at the top of my head. OK, I'm holding it. I, when I you're in a black <laughs> space. And I'm like, fuck, I don't feel any of this. But yes, but the breathing and I I would love to eventually get into breath work. You look insane doing it. But I mean, I did it once. Okay. Have you ever taken a yoga class? And they're like, "Um." yes, yes. (laughs) I did a breath work class at at home. I had to I couldn't do it when Nish was home because if you walked in, he'd think I was actually deranged. He was like, she's. It's, she's so I it. was like, okay, he's he's out with the boys, like having a good time. Let me do my breath work yeah, yeah, yeah. class. It was insane. I thought I was high afterwards because yeah. you're just like breathing so fast. Yes. It's all with mouth, nose, whatever. It's have you seen like the Wim Hof stuff? Yeah, I've not done it though. I haven't done it either. But I've yeah, heard it's amazing. I've heard it's amazing too. But yeah, I think next is breath work. Yeah, okay. For me as well. Let's let's, we'll let's do it together. Do it. Yes. hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. So, I know you're into morning routines as well. Let's talk about that. I love hearing about other people's morning routines. What time are you waking up? Give me the whole detailed spiel. I love a morning routine. Mm-hmm. In case I'm extremely type A, borderline neurotic, but I thankfully have trained my body to wake up naturally, mm-hmm. which I think has been the biggest game changer, like not Huge. daunting alarm. Listen, if I have a flight or I have something, yes, but I, I'm sure you're like me. I wake up before anyways, because I'm like, my alarm won't go off today. Yeah. Because my anxiety. Yes. <laughs> But I usually wake up between 6.30 and 7 mm-hmm. and I do not touch my phone. goes on night mode and it stays on night mode 
for the first two hours I'm up. I've gotten really good at that. So I'll wake up. I immediately open the curtains, open up a window. I let my dog out. And I like really try to ground myself in the backyard, like mm-hmm. like my feet into the ground. And obviously I'm good at like, let's just be real. This isn't every morning. This is the ideal morning, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes shit happens. Oh, yeah. And I'll have, I've recently cut coffee. What? I cut coffee in July. I cut caffeine out completely for about eight weeks and I just reintroduced matcha. Uh-huh. I'm done with coffee. Really? Done. It makes you jittery? It makes me jittery. It was car- causing me more harm than like good. Like I literally felt my stomach burning when I would drink it. Yeah, that, it wasn't for you. It was just not. I, and I, to be honest, I don't think it's ever been for me because mm-hmm. I run anxious by nature. And I recently just did a Viomi. Um, the, the, yes, test the test. Thing. Yeah, yeah. How and was it? It's insane. Not the test. Like, it was super easy. But yeah. I just got the results. Okay, but tell me the results. What, what did it say? Okay, so... It's amazing. Like the test itself, like it took me like an hour to do online. It's Uh very Uh in-depth. But so basically it comes back and it'll be like avoid, minimize, enjoy superfood. My avoid, like red, is fatty beef, lean beef, coffee, black tea, blueberries, bell peppers, tomato, and hemp hearts. Hemp hearts? Which of course the last like couple weeks I've been using hemp milk obviously of course but coffee and I've always known it I've always known in my literally in my gut that I shouldn't have drank coffee and by the way I wasn't like a coffee addict but I would have one coffee a day mm-hmm. and the test is amazing you should definitely do it it's so freaking I'll yeah. show you when we, we're done it's so in depth but so anyways I cut coffee out coffee out it was also like I was having hormonal issues too like hormonal acne just like my PMS was insane. There's so many things. I was like, coffee is not helping me. Mm-hmm. And my cortisol's through the roof. Oh, and yeah, no. so I was like, hell no, we're done with coffee. So I was making like turmeric lattes, which is just, there's no caffeine in it. Mm-hmm. So I can still, it, it's for me, it's the, it's the routine, routine and the, yeah, and the yeah. art of like cr- making your morning drink. So I'll do a hot water with lemon. I'll feed Fiona, my dog. And then I'll like make my husband coffee. And then once I'm done with my hot lemon, like I'll have my matcha. But while I while I sip on my hot lemon, I will. Me- and now I'm meditating, so it's like I gotta get that in the morning. So I'll meditate and then I'll journal, either my five minute journal or like freelance notepad, and then I'll take my dog for a walk. Mm-hmm. Every day we go for a forty minute walk, and I listen to a podcast. It's like my time to get the vitamin D, circadian rhythm. Like it's. My favorite time of day. It's so good. No one can bother me. Yeah. I get back from walking my dog and I will do Pilates all about low impact workouts. I'm done with HIT. Mm-hmm. Skyrockets your cortisol. Like, listen, if it works for you and you like Barry's boot camp on all that, amazing. Again, slow and steady. Like, I feel like with everything. Yeah. If, you know, if cortisol runs high, it's like not it. And also HIT. I mean, I've spoken to a bunch of hormone experts now. Yeah. It's not necessarily something that women should be doing all the time, know. you know? I mean, here and there, if you want to, okay, sure. But yeah. that's not that, That's not what you should be doing all the time. And it's, it's stressing you out while you're doing the activity. Exactly. So that's my morning routine. What about productivity? Like, I know that, you know, it is about rewiring certain kind of, yeah. I guess, impulses that we have that, okay, even if we've been efficient with our time, finish the workday early, you're like, oh, but now what? I got to do something else. So how are you efficient with your time? Because I'm so type A. I write everything out the night before. That is 
the best tip. You can. I love doing that. I wake up. I know what I'm doing. I'm not out there fucking scrambling to figure out what the plan is. For, I just know. I I typically will email myself my to-do list the evening before. I'll write out. Sometimes I, I prefer to write it out. Mm-hmm. But I try to be as if I'm a very, I'm in a very efficient human being. I just am mm-hmm. like, which is ironic because my husband could not be more opposite, like literally opposites attract. He's oh, like, a, sure. I always call him a squirrel. He's like, literally doesn't know where anything is, what he's doing. And like, but that works for him. And for me, like, I like to be very productive, productive and mm-hmm. efficient. So I'll send, I'll do, write it out the night before. I also find it helps me sleep better. Because mm-hmm. if I don't do that, I'm like, oh my God, this person and that person's arriving to fix this. Like, it's unsettling. So I'll send myself an email and then I have like, you know, I'm sure you do too, like a Google calendar and like, I love notes and the phone and I'll like map out as much as I can because like you said, like I have the podcast now. I have my brand. I, you know, do influencing. I help my husband with his with his businesses. There's a lot going on. So I try a to A billion be, things. It's a billion. And then my house and then my mental health and mm-hmm. my dog. And, you know, I need to have time to watch my shows. <laughs> but I think I like to schedule things out. And I also not I don't want to do everything in one day. Mm-hmm. So I try to be like, OK, Mondays is more for me, like my house stuff, like cleaning house, like whether it's bills, whether it's grocery shopping, like I try to be as productive as I can so that in the afternoon, maybe it can be leisure time or a passion project that I may be working Mm -hmm. on or scheduling like, you know, a phone call with somebody who can be more of a mentor. Mm -hmm. So I just always try to be very organized. I know it doesn't work for everyone, but for me being very organized with my calendars and like my notepads helps me be extremely productive. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, by the way. Like, my calendar is color-coordinated and kind of figured out. It has like, to be. I mean, you posted that photo today. Like, you, and, and I also think a, a good tip is don't try to do everything in one day. No. Try to stick to the same category. Yes, batching is and batching. a life changer. Yes. If there's days where I, I have a meeting at 11 and then another one at 2 and then I'm somehow supposed to like jump into work mode in between. It's just and a lot. And then you have to drive to Malibu. Yeah, it's it's just Too a much. fucking lot, yeah. you know? And so it's just better to batch. Like even podcasts, I usually try and batch them in one like one 100%. day, you know, or like I have two days in, in a week where I record whatever. I'm not yeah. coming into the studio every day. Like it's just, I feel like it puts you in a specific kind of headspace when you're tackling a, one kind of task. 100%. And I think even like when I'm traveling here, I try to batch everything too. Like, okay, I'm going to be in the city. This is what's happening. Like you just have to be like efficient. Mm-hmm. And for somebody who isn't maybe like just start small yeah, and write out realistic, like not even goals if it doesn't need to be goals, but tasks that yeah. you need to get done that day and batch it. Don't try to be in four places at one time. It's physically impossible. Yeah, it's I mean, I think that writing things out, batching, just a game changer. It's a game changer. Because I don't know, like it just you're in a singular headspace. Yeah. <laughs> you're and also I've you I, I'm sure you've read this book or you've heard of it. It's by it's the author is near Al, but he's like lectured at like Google and he works with these like really it's called indestructible. And he's worked with all these like high powered executives. And one of the things in that book is that say first and foremost, the amount of time that we spend checking our emails throughout the day, responding to those emails, 
turning the email tab off or maybe you keep it on whatever and then task switching it is so inefficient yeah instead it's like if you just kind of get certain things out of the way and you bash them together it's just a much better use of time 100 percent it's because I, i find and i don't know how you are but when i have different things going on i end up doing none of them totally Totally. And then you're like, fuck, I wasted a whole day. Yeah. And, and also, I, I do want to say, like, if you're not feeling it that day, that's okay. Yeah. That has been huge for me to, like, just be like, I'm not in it today. I don't want to record a podcast or I don't want to, like, post or whatever it is. I think allowing yourself to do that is really big, too. Mm-hmm. And just being like, today's not my day. Also, because then sometimes you end up doing work that is just not your best work because you weren't, yeah, because you weren't coming at it from an inspired place or whatever, especially I think with creative tasks, like when I'm feeling that way on those off days, I'll, I'll focus more on kind of mundane, minutia type tasks and chores versus, you know, solving a strategy problem or, you know, something creative because I'm not putting out my best work. Why am I even... Like, where, where am I going to get with this? Yeah. I'm just going to have to revisit it and scrap what I did on this off day anyway. Totally. Okay, so we've covered a lot. But before we go, I want to do a rapid fire. Let's do it. Okay, what is one habit that's a non-negotiable for you? Meditation. Love it. It's, it's it, I'm alarmed those words are coming out of my mouth right now. Well, that's what happens but when you're like, you, you've been doing the habit yeah. for like the 20 days in September. I find that th- I, there was one morning I didn't do it and I was very triggered by everything isn't it interesting when you get into the habit of it and then you like don't do it and you're like shit yeah it really works yeah. it's like you notice it when it's gone yeah it me- i would say meditation and working out but right now it's really meditation working out is meditative as well yeah. i'm just gonna put that out there <laughs> best tip if someone wants to start getting their home organized Ooh, my favorite topic purge huh fucking purge pantries drawers Closet, sock drawer, towels, linens, purge. Start there. Okay, I love that tip. <laughs> Gotta do it. Purging is so liberating. I promise you, if you looked in your freezer or your pantry, there's shit in there that's been expired. Like when we moved to Texas, <laughs> I was like, how did this make it to Texas? It's been expired since like 2015. And by the way, I'm like very intense and organized. So it, it slips in there, you know? Oh my God, that is hysterical. Yeah, okay, I got to do that. Okay, last question. What is one book that changed your life? So I'm not the biggest reader, mm-hmm. but I just read Louise Hayes' You Can Heal Your Life. Oh my God, wait, I just finished listening Honestly, to that. Honestly, it makes me emotional to talk about it. Was, it's unbelievable. It's really, really good. Yeah, and I'm not a reader. Like it took me a long time to read it, but it's a book that I'm going to read again and again Jordan mm-hmm. was just she posted the video. I was like, oh, my God, like, isn't it so good? Did you just read it. She's like, no, I've read this book 50 times. It's, it's so wonderful. Incredible. It's a beautiful book. And I, I think actually every single human being should read it. I agree. I think it makes you a better human. Yeah. I think it helps. She you. was so ahead of her time. She, I think she wrote that in like the 80s or 90s. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And at the end of the book, when you hear like the hardships and stuff that she that went she through, went through, I was like, huh? Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, everyone needs to pick that book up and read it. It's very, very good. Okay, tell everyone where they can find you. On Instagram, I'm Style by Belen. And my brand, Belen, is shopwithbelen.com. And on Instagram, shopwithbelen. And what about your podcast? And my podcast is called Get Your Shit Together. If you want tips on organization, they're there. And on Instagram, it's Get Your Shit Together. Amazing. Thank you so much. This was so fun. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening. If you loved the episode and feel like it brought you value, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review. It takes five seconds and really helps the show grow so I can keep bringing on awesome guests. If you want to follow me behind the scenes, you can find me on Instagram at Sif And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I drop new episodes every Tuesday, so come hang with me and shoot the shit with some really smart people, learn and unlearn, and have a lot of fun. See you next week. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.